community of members, coaches, and professionals working as a team of like-minded individuals in constant pursuit. Connecting this exclusive group with the tools and resources they require to live a high-performance lifestyle, conquering what life has thrown at them. We are Living the Fit Life. Welcome to the Living the Fit Life podcast, episode 34. I'm your host, Chad Mueller, and today I'm joined again by Michelle and Adam DeJong. How's it going, guys? Good, good. Pretty good. How are you, Chad? I'm pretty good, feeling fresh off of a little bit of vacation, so feeling pretty good. Yes, this is my first real thing I'm doing since after vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Back to reality. Wait, it's Tuesday. (laughs) I know. I'm slowly easing into it. I love it. Yes, yes. And how's everything going with you guys? Great? Everything's pretty good. Jim's been super busy. Everyone's uh, been back crushing it. Yeah, we're in and week four now. I was telling everyone that hey, week four. Week four of squats. The first week I didn't let you squat. The second week, eight reps, six reps, four mm-hmm. reps this week. So yeah, week four, everyone's bodies are adjusting, getting used to being yeah. back. And and we've had some um not old members, but members who we haven't seen in a while sort of trickling in. So it's been a nice uh few reunions uh yeah. starting kind of last week and this week. So it's been a good few weeks. That's nice. Everyone's trying to get back into the routine heading into the fall. Yeah. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Before the school year yes, starts. they are smart. If you wait till September yeah. 1, it's too late. Gotta yep. get it. Gotta yep. get it. For sure. Yeah, I did uh, on vacation. I didn't do what we would call our normal fitness. I did a lot of hiking and golfing. And I did. I hit the gym three, four times in like a span of like two weeks. Um, but it was active every day. Yeah. Um, and then yesterday I squatted and I, my legs are like bricks today. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we talked about that in our two minute drill. Of, of we did. Return to fitness. <laughs> we did turn. We did turn. I went easy. I went easy. I took it. I, I, I did. And I didn't squat on vacation. I actually have a few barbells situations, but I was like, well, I got not ready to squat. So I did some lunges, step ups, those types of things. So I thought I did. I thought I handled it well. <laughs> I'm impressed. How about the food and beverage consumption? Uh, beverage was low. Uh, only two nights we consumed uh, bad drinks when we reunited with some friends. And then uh, food was pretty good. We, uh, nice we stayed. We, yeah, we unfortunately, like when you're on vacation for that long, you get tired of like buying food. <laughs> but we did uh, grocery runs every two days wow. and uh only ate at a restaurant once a day that was I our that was our kind of our goal yeah and then well, we spent some time with some friends at the end so they gave us some free meals which was a nice mm-hmm. <laughs> nice change of pace that's awesome yeah, it was good it was it was good it was good so got the greens got the proteins fit life vacay tried to tried to it was pretty much make sure we get greens make sure we get protein and then Fancy coffee shops will give us the carbohydrates. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, a few little bakeries for sure. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But yes, so we're back. And today um, we're going to dive into our favorite topic, recovery again, and more specifically, the world of whoop. I'm sure uh, avid listeners have heard us talk about whoop, wondering what the word whoop means. Some of you might know, but this is sort of a podcast for you to learn more about whoop. Um, this is not a sponsored podcast. 
they have not returned my calls yet. Um, <laughs> and we're not trying to necessarily sell everybody on the product, but it's, it's a great product that the three of us have used on and off for the past few years. Um, and I think each one of us have, has a sort of a unique experience and I think we've all seen good results. So we thought it'd be good to kind of dive into what whoop is and how we've used it and how other people could possibly be curious and want to take the sort of the, the jump into whoop. Yeah, I would say I've for sure been getting a lot more questions over the last few months. I think it's becoming a lot more popularized on the PGA tour and some of the, you know, more global sports and a lot more interest in, Hey, like, Whoa, whoa this is cool. I see, you know, the golfers live heart rate data showing and recovery scores. And so it's been cool to talk to people more about why we're wearing it and what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we've talked about it a lot on the podcast. I think it's about time we, you know, talk about it specifically. Yeah, for sure. So like what, let's, let's just start off and throwing this out there for anybody that maybe that doesn't know, like what is the general idea of, of whoop? and sort of this specific wearable tracker? Yeah, so basically every day it sort of tracks your recovery, um, the overall strain that you uh, put forth each day, your sleep, and it gives you sort of an overall uh, recovery score. Basically sort of to allow you to train optimally so that you're not sort of overreaching or putting yourself into um, that area where we can look, get into adrenal fatigue and, um, all those sorts of things. So it sort of keeps you balanced between overreaching and, you know, maybe not working, working hard enough. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not just a sleep tracker. They've taken it like sleep tracker has been around for a while. There's a lot of sleep trackers out there. This they've kind of taken it to the next step, which kind of feels like why whoop is so cool is because they kind of been able to figure out how to mix it all in because i think when um when whoop uh the ceo uh will ahmed talks about what he, he created it because he was injured one day and he wanted to understand how his body was set up for success and and possibly if his recovery or if he could figure out if his body wasn't ready or wasn't acceptable to like high strain or take on stuff he would like to see that ahead of time so he could possibly alter his training possibly or something like that. For sure. Exactly. Yeah. I, I see it at more as a performance tool um, than just like a sleep tracker. Yeah. Cool. 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 And yeah, I think um, it is, Adam was saying, I, I saw it on the CrossFit games. They had the live, sleep, uh, the live yeah. strain tracker. That Maybe. was cool. It was cool to see and sort of compare different uh, athletes, different athletes, but yourself too. Like I know where mm -hmm. I'm at and where I would be in that sort of workout. Yeah. And it was neat to see uh, where these professional athletes in their sport, um, where they're at. I also find the golf super fascinating because uh, they have the spikes that they have just from, just from stress response versus, um, serious physical activity uh, is super interesting as well so there's all sorts of um factors that go into that uh that heart rate number yeah and i think that's the coolest part is like it's not just for high performance athletes i think this the 
the recovery score that you wake up and see every morning is kind of an indicator of how you treated your body the previous day and how sharp you're going to be for the day ahead. So I think it's like a physical and mental, let's call it like an optimal health score going into your day ahead and a tool that you can use and say, okay, yesterday, what did I do to, you know, get my recovery so high? How can I do that again? Or what did I do that possibly got it so low? And then what can I do to do that again? So it's a really cool tool to analyze your daily activities, physically, mentally, work, social, and kind of what works for you and what gives you the most optimal recovery. That's cool. And we're not scientists at all. And we're not uh, data uh, scientists at all. And there's a lot of stuff that you can dive into in the resources about how they do these things. But um, we wanted to come across as sort of an honest experience um, on how we we use it and and how how we use it on a daily basis and and kind of look at uh, how we how sort of habits have been sort of formed over time. I'm curious. And I actually know. Michelle, you were the first one to get, what was the story? What was the reason why you got it first? I actually got it for Adam for his, was it your birthday? Yeah, I think I just qualified for Wadapalooza. Okay. And Michelle wanted me to start tracking not just my training, but my recovery leading up to, so in November is my birthday. I just had qualified in October. Uh, The event was at the end of January. Okay, what can we do to like, get you performing at your best for January. Let's, you know, dive into whoop. And that was like a huge eye opener for me because I like to just run full speed ahead all the time from the second I get up to the second I go to head and to go to bed. And my recovery scores were bad. Basically it was my way of uh, gifting him something that was super cool, but that was like, <laughs> yeah. sort of enabling recovery because uh-huh. he was just like going way too far on the one side overreaching right. on the scale right so it was like a cool way for me to get him something that he would hopefully instead of me nagging at him every night you know yeah. he had this <laughs> he had this performance coach that he was able to see um and maybe listen to maybe a little bit more than his nagging uh his nagging wife yeah gotcha gotcha gotcha. that was kind of and i was like you know what if he's uh doing it i might as well do it too and and i was by no means um amazing no yeah as well uh so did you get did you buy it in waterpalooza when we went no we had it before you had it before did you have it well i bought it beforehand okay gotcha yeah but i feel like it was our first indicator for for both me and michelle that our daily stress was way too high not necessarily just physically but like mentally and no matter how many hours of sleep we got we were waking up with super low hrv which is an indicator of your uh, nervous system stress and we just were overcooking ourselves physically and mentally every single day so we had to figure something out yeah yeah it was a cool eye-opener to see that um sometimes just pushing it pushing it pushing it on one end Mm -hmm. uh, especially like with our fitness um 
wasn't necessarily providing as much benefits as we could we could yeah. be receiving yeah but that's kind of where the journey all started because then we started implementing like okay we're gonna do no no uh no phones no screens an hour before bed how does that help yeah. epsom salt baths foam rolling stretching yoga this that so we just started like especially me trying to do all the things before bed but adding more stress almost by trying to do them so like they weren't helping but it's been it's just been a journey of sort of figuring out what what works for us and chipping away and, there, yeah yeah but i think what, what's cool about it i mean when we started this podcast right we talked we talked about the pillars and we've talked about recovery for a long time and i think one of the things is when someone starts on their recovery journey and starts adding these different things like treatments or sun or cold, whatever. Um, the whoop is great because it's there to actually qualitative, like have a way to track it. Right. Like you can always like just write in the journal and say, okay, I felt good after the sauna, but like the numbers are, it's really nice to see that. And over time you start experimenting for sure. Like getting whoop is definitely not just like a three month thing. Like you get it and you need to experiment with what works and, and try to figure out what these numbers mean. Uh, but it's, it's a great way to include why you're doing that so that you can actually see firsthand how these things are actually affecting your body like right away. For sure. I'm a numbers person. And for me, seeing it, that puts a lot of pressure, not so much pressure, but uh, encourages me a lot more than if I, if I don't know, all of a sudden I have this score where now I'm sort of responsible for um, like I told you when we were having that meditation, I think my, when I did meditation for that one month, I think my recovery score was at 24. I think it was up 20, my HRV was up 24 points, I think from, uh, meditation. And so within whoop, you can track, uh, there's like a little journal section where every day you can track whether you've had caffeine, whether you slept in the same bed or earplugs, um, all sorts of um, different things. And Whoop in the background will keep track of that and tell you at the end of the month, okay, when you did med meditation, your HRV was X amount higher, et cetera, et cetera. So um, interesting um, when certain things, you use these tools that, so that you can implement them and then Whoop kind of gives you a score and lets you know whether it, um, not just a one-time thing, but across, across time, whether it was helpful or not. Yeah. But then it's up to the end user, like myself, who saw that meditation score, and I haven't quite implemented that into my daily routine yet. <laughs> um, but, I, but, you know, it's up here, and I'm thinking about it, You're and aware. I'm aware of um, the positive benefits. But, oh, it, yeah, like you said, this, I would say, whoop sort of got us into the trenches of recovery, and trialing and airing uh, a bunch of things. What about you, Chad? When did you start? I, I started shortly after Michelle, I think. Um, I was inspired or influenced by probably CrossFit, the Buttery Bros, you guys. I, I also like data too. At that point, at, at point, I think it was like, would have been two years ago. I think we joined all around the same year. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, two years probably right. I, I've, I've sort of always been a terrible sleeper. So that kind of helped drive me there too. Um, yeah, I don't think I, 
I think sleep was one of the big things because at the time I think I was working and just not getting good sleep or not feeling like I was getting good sleep, waking up early, seeing those results. So I think that was the big reason for me. And, and I think I've been on and off for the two years. Like I was, I did it for like eight months. Um, and then I sort of shut it down for a little bit and then I went back on for a little bit and then I shut it down for a bit. And then I've been on now for the past, I think nine months or something like that. Um, and I, and I've, yeah, we'll get into like the stories of like that kind of journey, but yeah, it's been cool. And I, the minimum, so whoop asked for you basically on it for six months for them to get any sort of sort of foundational amount of data. And I would probably agree with you guys that like, at first it's really, really hard. And at first it's um, demotivating to see the low scores because you're just like, Oh, I feel great. Like before you had, it, it's like, you know, maybe it's placebo effect or something like that. But like before you had it, like, I feel great. I can do this and all that sort of stuff. And then it's like the number starts, you see the numbers every day. And it's like, damn, like I got some work to do, you know, <laughs> which yeah. is cool. Cause I, I, I think that's the point. Keeps you accountable. Yeah. Yeah. But I agree with you, Chad. Like at the beginning, you're like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just not a good sleeper or I'm just, you know, you kind of play the blame game for the first little bit. And it's like, oh, this, you know, just isn't, I'm just not good at recovery or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You start to use those, that language, but then, yeah, you either, you know, go six months, pause it for a bit and then get back into it. But I find the second time you really get back into it is when you make your biggest change. Yeah. The gains for sure. Yeah. You see improvements. Um, and yeah, so like, so the basic idea with Whoop, I'm going to give my, my quick sort of introduction. You guys can tear this apart as best as possible. But strain is basically how much strain, and sorry, Whoop is on your wrist. It, uh, it measures heart rate variability, your resting heart rate, a bunch of different things. It gives you a strain out of 21 is the scale. And the higher you go, the harder it is to keep incrementally going up. And then recovery is... Uh, how your body has sort of recovered from the previous day strain. So you can imagine if you have a really, really high strain, your recovery is going to have a heart, like your recovery score will be low unless you did certain things to try to drive up that recovery. And then sleep is the sort of the third pillar for them, which they track sleep, consistency, sleep stages, uh, all kinds of like the duration, all that sort of stuff. And they have a sleep coach in this. Sort of, so these are the three pillars of whoop. And so I think, did I explain that like somewhat pretty decent? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to kind of dive into each one because I'm also kind of curious because I'm sure. So one of the cool things that Whoop does, is they have a lot of like resources online. They talk about, they have a great podcast as well. Um, and they, like you were saying before, right? A golfer versus a CrossFitter versus a, a Olympic rower or a marathon, right? They all have these different, uh, you would think they would they would strain differently or they would recover differently, but it's really interesting seeing those that kind of data. So like strain, we can dive in the strain. We can probably all assume that Adam probably hits a really, really high strain because of the volume of exercise he does. I don't know if that's accurate or not. That's a really big assumption. It's it's funny because in the gym, so all winter doing CrossFit training competitions. My strain probably was around like a 14 or 15 a day out of 21. Okay. Um, because when you're training in the gym, it's, 
your heart rate's up and down so much. So there's not a lot of constant strain, mm-hmm. especially if you're training smart. And then in endurance season, my strain is, if I do a big training day, my, my strain is almost like 21, you know, yep. a long bike ride, a long run. Um, I'm close to 21, but I would say on average, um, the volume isn't always the driver of the top strain score. It's more like what intensity are you training at? Are you always redlining and pushing too hard on training days? And if you're like constantly 18, 19, 20, 21, you you're going to need to back off your training or you're going to be or you need overreaching. to have the best recovery ever right or you need to invest a lot of time into your recovery um <clears throat> so yeah i really love the the graph you know in the morning or at the end of the day that shows like okay out of 100 percent, here's where your sleep is on the graph and here's where your strain is on the graph are they the same is recovery more is strain more and then that's really like your indicator of so and i would say talking about the different exercise forms um like we've noticed hands down running would be the biggest highest strain i know chad you get a a high strain on golf but um (laughs) we we've noticed i would say running is the biggest one and i think we can all agree like running is very punishing physically uh, on your body your heart rate like and usually your heart rate's the, demanding the highest yeah. for sure yeah um i think it makes sense i mean compared to like my zone too i think most people would say their my zone band peaks pretty high when they run versus doing a little crossfit circuit or boot camp circuit exactly yeah yeah even though i if i, I mean, obviously do, intensity if I do a 40 45 minute or an hour LP class, fortitude class, like pretty Mm -hmm. intense um, versus a 45 minute to an hour run. My strain for my run would be higher. Yeah. 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 Kind of pounding. No breaks whatsoever. Yeah. No breaks. Yeah. It's not hit interval training. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And I think what's really cool. um, And yeah, I guess (laughs) what, I've noticed too, is not just, um, so what whoop does, they also give you, they'll like, they'll sort of cut out your, your training time. They can see the, obviously the peaks. If you're having a heart rate at like a 185, you're obviously not watching TV or, or sleeping. <laughs> so it actually cuts it and gives you the strain for that sort of workout duration, but then strain continues to calculate throughout the day. Yeah. Um, and I noticed my first, my first year doing it, my strain was extremely high, like every day. Like even just bouncing around the house, doing these different things, it was crazy. And I would have had probably a really high strain, like 19 to 20 on some days where now my second time around. And I think why, well, I mean, I've removed a lot of stress in my life. I think back then I was very anxious and I had a lot of stress in my, I was just like going all day in my, and I could feel it too. I can notice a difference now. Like my second time around my strain, my average strain is way down, way down, even though I can still flag golf which I know for some people, golf doesn't come up. <laughs> golf is like a, probably like a 10 or 11, I think that comes up in my, my day, which is like four or five hours. So it's not like super high, but like my strain now is a lot lower. So like, if, I think going back to what you said, like mental stress, 
somehow, some way plays a huge significant way into this device, which I think I, I really love that idea because you can you can feel it you can feel when you're just anxious for a few hours and this device and that's why tells you it's high for you as well possible yeah who knows i mean i don't feel anxious playing golf but there's definitely a lot of like focus for sure mm-hmm. and that's yeah those golfers for sure their their data is pretty crazy like professional golfer strain is like crazy high yeah the, i think and i think it comes back to what you're saying the mental strain and yep. then physically being out in the sun yeah. You're out there for four or five hours. There's just that toll on your body. It depletes yeah. you. Yeah. For sure. It's super cool. It's sort of different than than a MyZone or a heart rate band. <clears throat> Whoop, kind of like Chad said, Whoop tracks your activities no matter if you start the, the workout or start the strain or not. So it'll randomly, um, like sometimes I'll even get it on a Tuesday when I'm coaching because I'm so riled up that like, mm-hmm. Uh, sort of cheering for everyone the whole time all of a sudden I get whoop there it goes the heart rate's uh, pounding you press it and you have an activity so no matter if you want to you can um, go in there and physically add an activity or it just monitors you and it will um, um, sort of pull it pull it from your body or pull it from your data um, automatically which I which I find pretty cool Okay, so listen to this. This is I just looked it up. So my strain, yeah. January twelve point one. That's my average daily strain. So that was so leading up to the CrossFit Open. Open. Yeah. February twelve point eight. March fourteen point four. April thirteen point eight. Yeah. May fifteen point five. June seventeen point five. July eighteen point eight. Yeah. Right. So you're that's and your endurance is yeah. higher More straining strain physically yeah 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 and, and that makes, makes sense that's why you're also um consuming a lot more like the caloric right. intake is higher yeah i think that's also the cool part and i and i'm interested to see how this rolls out because i know that whoop has sort of a, a coaching aspect of it because like going to what you were saying right like so a normal person going to you know average member going to lp right um, the Monday to Friday workouts, Tuesday and Thursday, generally before were high strain days for me, the mm-hmm. workouts that we did Monday, Wednesday, Friday, if you're just squatting, doing a little bit of stuff, obviously that's not going to like peak the same sort of level. Right. And you guys designed that program for a reason and it actually showcases really great and whoop too, right? Cause you don't want to be like going back to Adam's training. Like you're not running a marathon every single day. You, your body shouldn't be straining at a 21 or a 20 every single day. And you can actually use that data on a weekly basis to say, okay, like, I just had two really significantly high strain days for whatever reason, you know, whatever sort of athletic performance I did. Maybe the third day I shouldn't, I should maybe try to recover, should try to rest. Like if I look at my week or look at my previous few days, you can make that sort of judgment call to say like, hmm, maybe the app is telling me I should take a day off or maybe the app is just telling me to sort of do an active recovery day or a day where I'm, I'm kind of pulling back. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like Adam does a really good job of, uh, they have huge weekends right now for their Ironman training, Saturday and Sundays, huge strain. But then sandwich from Friday and Monday is a little bit of strength work, like minimal strength work just to keep his body um, in good form and recovery, recovery yeah. injuries, all of that stuff. 
and low strength. So he's basically just recovering on those days or prepping for those days because of that large strain or else he could get injured or. And I actually see it on Mondays after a tough weekend, my strain will still be high because my body's still working hard from the weekend. Mm -hmm. Yesterday was 15 because I was that exhausted. A little bit, a lot of coaching that day, but yeah, but still. But like, and I think back to how my body felt after a huge Saturday and a huge Sunday, I I was constantly working to try to get rid of aches and pains and fatigue. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what the side effects. So it is, it's so such a smart tool for our members that love to pound it every single day. Like your results physically and mentally will be way better if you just find that balance of optimal strain and recovery. We have a few new members on Whoop that like to pound it every single day. It'll be cool to see their data mm-hmm. um, over the next couple months. Michelle, what does your strain data look like? Are you pretty? Uh, my, my Tell us last year versus this year. This is good. Uh, last year, I was also in endurance pretty heavily in July. Um, so I was on average 16.1. And then this year, uh, 2021, so just last month, um, my strain was 11.1. So uh, a lot, a lot less. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Into optimal health and into a different routine. So still getting my exercise in there, um, but definitely way uh, lower strain. Yeah, that's crazy. Because I mean, like a 16.1 on average, like that that means there are at least like three or four days a week that you're probably like 19 or 20 strain. Absolutely. Me? No, yeah, last year. Oh, last year. Sorry, sorry. Like the, yeah. it's an average, right? Because I'm sure you have a day that you're like 10 or 11 recovery, but that I means was. that you have a Any peak of like I 18, 19. I was right up there. Yeah. My That's runs crazy. were at least 15 or 16, then plus the day strain. Yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah. But as we go through here, it'll be interesting to see, uh, interesting to talk about. Um, yes, my strain right now uh, is a lot lower, but it's cool to see the different data and how all of that. Uh, plays out so i'll talk a little the bit recovery. more yeah yes that's that. that's good segue to recovery because <laughs> i think recovery is is probably the number we put most value on i, I think so yes yes definitely. Uh, especially because yeah. they've got you know the 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 green the yellow the red yeah, color yeah, like, yeah. yeah when you get a green color it's a good day it's a good day so yeah so uh recovery is the score you get out of a hundred percent and they give you some fancy colors to make it a little bit more fun. Basically, uh, red is a, is between 30, 0 and 33%, and then 34 to 66 is yellow, and then 67 to 100 is green. And so if you're waking up in the green, generally speaking, your body is primed and ready to take on the day to whatever you want to throw at it. If you wake up in the red, you might be suggested to lay down. <laughs> <laughs> Just depending on the to send it maybe that day on the workout or you know it's a great day for a recovery day yeah 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 and so like recovery they use um heart rate variability resting heart rate uh sleep and respiratory rate to create a score out of their sort of graph so um wait can we stop for a second boys yeah. what's been your lowest recovery 
<laughs> I wish you would tell us that somewhere, but I know your guys. I know your lowest recovery. Chad. I, Chad's got a Chad's, one percent. Chad's yes. still lowest. The legend. There's the still there's still uh, an urban legend out there whether you can get a zero or not. But I've hit one percent um, a, a few times. A few times. Um, there's a, tried a few times to hit zero percent. Yes. But so yeah, yeah. One percent is basically um, having a fun night. And waking up the next day, and you fe- and you feel like one percent. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like you a lot of alcohol combined with your kids waking you up early. Sure. So usually a fun yeah, night but means Eddie doesn't have kids. And he yeah, gets that's true. And, and that's the crazy thing about it. Like Eddie is uh, a younger person, pretty athletic. But it, when he wants to have a fun night, he has similar data too. So I think one of the biggest things that we like you find out right away with Whoop is that alcohol is no bueno, not good. Yeah. That is like the biggest, mo- I guess it's obvious, but like when you see the data, it's pretty crazy how much alcohol just does you your body. Think about the, um, when you think about what goes into calculating recovery. So if you like, if you look at HRV and you look at, resting so your resting heart rate, right? Al- what does alcohol do? You know, mm-hmm. like it's going to, my, my heart rate can be 10 beats per minute higher average throughout the night because After of drinks. alcohol. It's crazy. It's crazy. So and it doesn't take much alcohol either. Like, I'm, so we're not hard. talking about getting drunk oh. on alcohol. I mean, the 1% for sure would be getting, having too many, seven, having yeah. too many. But even two glasses two? of wine an hour before bed, you'd be in the red for sure. It's guaranteed. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Have you ever hit a hundred percent? You're asking us that. No. Yeah. We need. To, we need to ask Brock or Eddie that. I think I've hit it once. I've hit ninety-eight. That's been ninety-eight. That's been the highest. Yeah. yeah the young guys uh, were yeah. the young guys. one hundred. They were unbelievable. Yeah. So, Michelle, you were mentioning this before. So your strain is now lower uh, this year than last year. Have yes. you seen a difference in your uh, recovery scores? My recovery score is exactly the same. 60% last year to this year. So even though my technically my uh, workout strain and activity strain is um, less. is a lot less, five points, five points mm-hmm. less, my recovery uh, didn't improve. Still, okay. right? your body's working yeah. hard in a yeah. different way. In a different way than right, right. Yeah. Which comes through in my nervous system and my resting heart rate. Uh, right. All, I think they actually have a cool article in there about pregnancy and how resting heart rate um, sort of shoots up right away when um, mm-hmm. you get mm-hmm. pregnant and your data changes right immediately. Yeah, so. that, that makes sense. And Adam, would you say, so one of the questions, I think one of the things that's really cool that the professionals are doing, I wanted to see if if you do something similar, Adam, is like, is almost like timing your recovery or peaking your recovery. Like Justin Thomas had this really cool article that they posted about him when he won the the majors this year, that he, his recovery actually increased as the golf weekend went on. So Sunday was his highest recovery, even though he was straining, but he was able somehow right? He's able to kind of 
peak his recovery for the sort of the main event, if you will. Do you find yourself like getting high recovery going into like the big volume sessions on the weekend? And then you're seeing like a big drop after like those sessions. Yeah, that's incredible that he yeah. does that. It makes so much that's sense impressive. because he also gets paid for it. I mean, we're talking about, I'm not, I'm not comparing <laughs> you to him. I know Noel also had another thing that he did too. He would literally invest yeah. every hour of the day the second he got off that golf course right. to like re- recouping, rebuilding. Um, right. And the final day, if you're, if you're in the final, you don't wake up until like 10, you don't hit the course till like four. So like you have like all morning to do nothing to wait. Right. So they, they don't have a hard day until later in the day. So, I mean, but maybe the mental stress is different, but yeah, yeah, for, for sure. sure. But maybe that's where he ties in, you know, like some different sort of mental mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Work or whatever to, to relax his mind for, yeah, for me, it's, I know the things I need to do to, to, to peak, for those days um unfortunately because they land on the weekend and often there's social events on fridays and saturdays and then big training days next day the best i can do is just be smart (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i know i know what's gonna how i have to even like the, the food is a big thing too right like overeating or eating junky you know mm-hmm. greasy food you won't sleep the same so i just definitely have way more awareness around alcohol consumption and then the amount of food and the type of food so that i know hey maybe i'm not going to wake up in the green but i could have woke up in the red like i know how to make sure that i wake up you know around 50 to 60 percent mm-hmm instead of around like 20 to 30 percent right um adam's found out how to balance um enough social with enough of his like recovery tools Mm -hmm. that he can still perform well that's right i like to push my body to the limit (laughs) in all in all areas it's like how can i find that balance yeah um if i train under slight like compromised fatigue then on race day or like competition day, then I'll be at my best and I'll find the whole. There you go. There you go. I get it. I get you. That's not the science I want others to use, but (laughs) that's my science. Yeah. I get it. So yeah, Yeah. I'm not quite like Justin Thomas, but. uh, But like, what would your recovery, what, like on a Monday, you were just saying you're straining on the weekend. You obviously a lot of distractions in the weekend. Plus you, out of anybody your volume is on the weekend what does your monday tuesday look like from a recovery standpoint like are you almost guaranteed to be low yeah monday was 65 and then today was up to 82 so after like a low key day on monday even though strain was high because mm-hmm. i was recovering mm-hmm. um sunday we try and have a good dinner nice quality mm-hmm. dinner and then we do try and get to bed early because we're up pretty early on Monday morning. So Sundays are usually pretty good. And then my, my week will kind of peak as I go throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Tuesday will be better. Tonight will be better again. If I look back to last week, I'm, I'm pretty much, let's say I'm green, green recovery. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 
Thursday last week was green. Friday was 66%, so 67% is green. And then Saturday, 64%. But then Sunday, after a huge day Saturday, yep. 16% going into Sunday. Mm-hmm. And what do we do? And then what a hard run on Then a hard run Sunday. Yeah. Saturday. Nothing crazy. Oh, we went out for dinner. But yeah. Uh, but, yeah. No, I, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. I would say my recovery definitely ramps up. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yep. Thursday, Friday, and then I'll see a drop again over the weekend as I hit yep. the big volume, and then it'll. And I would say that's probably with the average population as well. Yeah. Uh, yep. Whether it's training or socializing on the weekend, I, w- I would say I would see the same. Yeah. General, generalizations. Yeah. yeah. I've actually yeah. I've actually noticed um, this time around. I mean, overall, I've improved my whoop data tremendously since the first time like i had a rough go the first time um but i one of the things i noticed is like i'm pretty much green starting off the week for a good three three days like thursday is when i start slipping to sort of yellow and then yes sometimes i might hit like a saturday or sunday red but the thing i was looking at some data from my previous time and i had a lot of like if i looked at my graph if you put like sort of recovery horizontally um, and sort of the score vertically, like I had a lot of peaks. I would be up and down like every every day. Like it would be go to green, drop the red, go to yellow, or go to green, drop the yellow. And then I'm looking at my data now. I'm actually much more like not peaking, but I'm actually sustaining like a few days in the green. I kind of do like a little roller coaster versus before is very, very sporadic. Um, if you look back on your uh, consistency, which we'll talk about maybe in, a little bit in the sleep, like if you look back on your schedule, you're going 5 a.m., 7 a.m., 5 a.m., like so yeah, could right, have right, been right, right, that right. difference mm-hmm. in that sleep routine that put you mm-hmm. sort of on that and when when michelle says consistency she means like for the listeners what time yeah are you going yeah. to bed and waking at the same time each day yeah 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 that played it yeah for sure and even like back then i was straining at, at sort of higher peaks now my strain is much more consistent um across the board like i'm not i'm not all of a sudden throwing out a, a, a 19 and a half or a 20 day and then the next day i'm doing like a, a 10 i'm pretty much like between 10 and 15 at any given time my training has changed a little bit but i've also been able to control my strain a bit more so that, that really helps too yeah i did want to ask you guys because i th- i think this is the cool one of the cool parts about uh whoop they have a journal so you can you can sort of pick from a, various different topics that sort of you want to track I wanted to ask if there was any sort of big journal topics or outliers that affect your recovery, whether it's good or bad. So like, these are things like hydrate, uh, melatonin supplements, CBD supplements, uh, sauna, hot tub, cold tub. There's a lot of different things like eating processed food. Um, There's a lot of things that they track, but I know everyone else, everyone picks what they want to pick on their own. I wanted to know if there's any sort of specifics that you guys have noticed that always come up for you, whether it's good or bad. Okay, Minus so alcohol. In the journal. Oh yeah, I know that's the alcohol. Is, yeah, we can all agree that alcohol is not good. That's a big one. Um, alcohol is not good, but then on the good side of things, uh, I think both of us saw some huge benefits from sauna and hot tub or yes. cold tub. Yes. Sauna, hot tub, like sauna, hot tub, and then like cold. So contrast. 
that was like a huge boost to recovery and HRV. Mm-hmm. Um, melatonin. Melatonin has been yes. like a game changer. I used to get uh, barely any deep sleep or REM yeah. sleep, a lot of wake, wake time, a lot of disturbances. And immediately after starting to use melatonin, uh, I noticed a massive difference in disturbances, it's deep quality sleep, of sleep, quality of sleep. Yeah. And that's a, that's an interesting one. Um, recommended by our natural path because we just said we weren't getting we were getting a lot of disturbances that night i was getting up to go pee a lot um i was waking michelle up and she said if we ever tried melatonin like people who have a restless mind at night see a ton of benefit with it and we hadn't and that made a huge difference yeah sometimes the summer and especially this the summer can be tricky with like our circadian rhythm and like here's the sun still up and we're going to bed at 7 30 right your body like your melatonin is not produced like you shouldn't really be going to bed you should still be awake so going against the the, the sunrise sunset kind of giving yeah. your body uh, melatonin right. um, via supplement can sometimes trick your body and help us get into that um, yep. deep sleep faster right away I agree. That's made a huge, it was plus 19% recovery wow. my last month. Wow. wow. Cool. Incredible. Cool. That was a big one for me. And then I would say there's a big debate in, you know, the whoop crowd about the, um, yes. sex. What do, what do they call it? What's, what do you put uh, in the I'm looking at it right now. Sorry. Hold on. Um, we should know it more. No, should we? I think we were, Engage uh, in sexual activity? Sexual activity, yes. I think we were noticing the guys. The, so the guys, that. of course, said, oh, it helps my recovery. And of course, <laughs> the, the ladies, uh, most of them have said, oh, it, it hinders my recovery. Wow. So I wonder what it actually does or if that's just our nature that we're... Uh, Mine actually came up this month as minus 2% recovery. Oh, it's, wow. been, it's been positive before. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I think the jury is still out on that one. I think it is. I think they, what they really need to do, and maybe we'll ask group about this one is uh, the time of day as well. Like Mm. is it right before your bed and all of a sudden you're jacking your heart rate up maybe. And then you're trying to go to bed right away or like, is your time maybe earlier on in the day or. That's a good point. I think they need to do a little bit more digging in that. Agreed. Those professional athletes could use the, yeah. the extra bit of uh, <laughs> info on that. Yeah. Yeah. I find uh, the ones I've been using lately, because you can change a journal as you want. Yeah. Um, and the ones that I've always actually, no, sorry, the first time around, caffeine yeah. was yeah. like right yeah. away for me, showing that my recovery was really, really low. And that, and it created a lot of strain and my anxiousness. So, like, I've actually removed caffeine. Um, and I just drink decaf now and I, I don't drink any caffeinated drinks. So like, that was actually like a lifestyle change that like right away through whoop, like made that change. It's crazy. Like, I don't want to give up sex because my recovery is a little bit like caffeine is something you probably give up. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, lifestyle change. But like, yeah, caffeine is a ca- caffeine. I, I'm like you, Chad. I don't have really caffeine, uh, especially now I don't have caffeine, but, um, 
I wanted to ask you guys about one though, like uh, the one that also has a bad recovery for me is a late meal. That's always come up as like bad. And I can like almost when I eat it, I already know that tomorrow, like my recovery is going to be lower than it should be. Like, do you guys have that same sort of thing, whether it be a casein snack or like an actual meal? Uh, for, for us, it was more like, we uh, used to do the yogurt and granola before bed. Yeah. Right? For me, it was only the, the big meals. Yeah. Like, like a, din- a late dinner. dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If we went out late for dinner, came home to bed like right away. Yeah. I didn't notice it, um, with my casein before bed, but, okay. um, it was just, if it was a monster meal. Yeah. You're having a late dinner at like eight o'clock and you're planning on going to bed at nine. Your body's just not ready. To- yeah, it's trying to digest and I'm not ready to go to sleep. Yeah. Uh, two positive ones for me that um, I don't really track anymore, but I used to. Uh, ear plugs were one, mm-hmm. I would say, especially if you sleep with someone else. And um, the sleep noise um, machine. So two of those things to try and uh, that helped me get a little bit more uh, sleep time and less time awake. Those are two of the journal entries. Yep. I I don't have many sleep aids. Hydration is a big one for me too. I try to track my hydration. And when I see an, a good hydration day, like going back to what I was saying, like it's crazy how food and water play such an effect to it. Like you really see it. Like they also have like, you can track your processed foods and stuff like that. Like you can track like whether you're keto or paleo or whatever. It's crazy how, if you're trying to experiment with also nutrition, how you can actually track it here too and see how your body accepts it the next day, which is pretty cool. Yeah. You were talking about it. It's not just like hydration before bed. It's like no hydration throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We never use this one um, sort of as a, as a tracker in our journal for boot, but I did want to bring it up as a, uh, this was one of the biggest things uh, right away when we got whoop um, that we had to, to change and saw big differences was we would, we would eat dinner, get the laptop back out and work until bedtime, like right until we went to bed. And uh, as soon as we took that routine out from post dinner work, uh, that made a huge difference in our recovery. So that was a big one. We didn't necessarily track it on our, I don't know if we, I don't even know if at the time though that was in the journal. journal Yeah. (laughs) It's there. It's there now. Like if you look at a device, a screen device before bed Screen device. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, So that one was a big one for us originally. I think it would be really cool. And I wonder if this is happening yet or not. I know that they have like the coaching system on the side of things. And I know that a lot of like, uh, collegiate teams use this and coaches use it to see their team's strain and recovery. So I think it's also kind of cool, even from like a, uh, a, a gym perspective, like if you guys had access to say like um, we know, we know the the weekends have distractions and they're fun and we don't always get the best sleep, but it would be cool knowing coming a Monday morning, you know, when people are coming to the gym at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., whatever, what their body's ready for, right coming that day like did they have a massive bender on the weekend or they celebrated a birthday and then they show up on monday and what that would be really cool data from a coach to say like okay like you're not going to pr your squat here and you're maybe just kind of 
go a little slower than you normally would, right? Like it would be cool to see that on any given day and even seeing like, you know, I come to the gym and on my, on Friday, you can see that I've been straining super high for the past few days. Like, should I kick it again for some sort of Friday compete class or something like that? That would be, cool. be a great way to track attendance. When you show up in the morning, coach has the iPad out, see the whoop recovery <laughs> score. I love, I just love that idea of like, you're so right. Like you talk about a way to spark an injury or create some, you know, issues. Well, it's, it's, you probably see it, right? You guys always say attendance dies down. Like you guys have the low attendance on a Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Right. So like, like if I, if I had a bender on the weekend and I came Monday and you saw that I had red recovery and you saw that I was sweating, I was going hard. You could probably assume that I'm not going to come Tuesday. (laughs) Right. Or, or if I do, then you should be like, Hey Chad, maybe you should just, you know, take it easy, but you've been on a five day red streak here. Like what's going on, man. Great that you're here, but let's just take it easy today. Get a sweat on, you know, but let's not overdo it. Yeah. That is one nice thing about starting the week off with a strength day. Yes, we do have like a little bit of a conditioning circuit, but it's not a let's go from sending it from a social scene on the weekend to sending it mm-hmm. early Monday morning, right? It kind of eases yeah. you into the week a little bit. But uh, I think as, as long as no someone's not in like deep red, um, being in the red for one day is not like a huge deal. Like we don't necessarily use this band specifically on like a extreme day-to-day use. Yes. If we, yes, I know if we're in the red, like we, we would definitely be more cautious, but it's not, it's not, yeah, you're not, not going to work out. Right. Like sometimes getting the body moving and obviously you have to be aware of where you're at, but like, Unless someone's in, in red, I wouldn't like yeah. yellow is totally. Michelle, you're right. It, it it is our big picture tool that helps us determine what to do and what not to do on an right. ongoing basis. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially for you, Adam's more of he's less analytical in terms of like daily numbers, where he's looking at this as an overall tool in terms of like a long term. Okay. Are the things that I'm doing helping my overall recovery score? Not necessarily analyzing it every day. For me, there are certain things that I look at every day and it will get into my head Mm -hmm. on certain things. Um, So there's like different things that I look at, uh, especially the um, respiratory rate. So we haven't chatted about this yet, but the, um, in the sleep section of whoop, there's, um, this respiratory rate section and very, very interesting piece of the puzzle when it comes to your immune system. So you can see um, on a daily basis, it'll uh, vary like a few points. Um, If you have decimal points. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Decimal points. If you have a few drinks, um, maybe yours, I've noticed yours goes up like a point or something. Um, but any significant spike in this uh, number means that your immune system is um, fighting something or getting ready to sort of take on something something bigger. So we've 
or I have used it a lot um, when it has come to COVID. And I, I feel like this is part of how Whoop maybe got a little bit bigger too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of... The um, COVID number. Yeah, they they really kind of push that in terms of a way of check out your check out your number if you're spiking here you potentially have the early signs before you even feel it this is your body's way of telling you that you potentially have covid coming on in the future Mm -hmm. so it's been i i have really appreciated that number uh, over the last little bit to um just to monitor it and make sure it's a nice little immune system check is my body functioning properly or is something sort of uh out of whack and um interesting to see like a a friend had a an infection and um all of a sudden there uh this was about two months ago uh their respiratory rates uh spikes up and it's like, oh, is it COVID? Is it? But it's interesting that not only does this number um, increase for something like COVID, but it also increased for any sort of um, stress to the system, stress to the immune system, um, and they ended up having to go get antibiotics, et cetera. So it's a it's a neat way to sort of keep track of um, yourself and your your overall health that way. Yeah. And yeah, and Whoop and Whoop has some great data on how they did that. They took a lot of people to study that to actually do it. So it's not just some flaky number. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> yes. predicted a number of different COVID cases. Yeah, Th- now that thousands, tens of thousands. Seen it in a variety of settings, like with um with my friend and then um Adam with his vaccine, same sort of immune response. His that respiratory rate was up. So it's, it's so cool that you can see that immune system working, um, working Mm -hmm. just from a, just from a number in the system. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I I think, um, yeah, like I, I think for some people, like they don't want to, they've told me that I don't want to get whooped because I don't want to look at the number in the morning and then just not do what I'm going to normally do. Right. There's that, there's that idea, right? Like, I know some golfers, they don't look at it before they golf or some CrossFitters before they go to an event or at the CrossFit Games, they yeah. don't look at it at all. They just like, they don't want to see a red recovery on a day when they have to perform, which I totally get, right? It kind of gets in your head. So, I mean, I get it. It doesn't have to run your life, but I think yeah. even like the the practice of like, even for a CEO that has like a big presentation coming or, or this isn't just about physical performance, right? It's just being at your best at, any, at whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um and you can't peak, be peaking at all the time, right? And I think that's one of the things that it teaches you. That's like it's okay to have those down days, but you try to like bounce back as fast as possible, right? And it's like, yeah. can I bounce back from a red in one day? And what do I need to do to get there? Yeah, and Whoop helps you learn that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Like you, you know, going into a competition, there's you you want to make sure that you've figured out the solution. Uh, before it happens and maybe use that as a tool to learn from but I, I'm the same like I'm not looking at my recovery score before a big training session but I'm going to look at it after the weekend and I'm going to say okay now when I have a race in a month from now 
here's what my last few weekends look like. What do I need to do to make sure that I can peak for the right day? Yeah. So it's definitely a long-term thinking tool that helps you learn from it. And I think like everybody, like, you know, we have a tendency to punish our bodies on the weekend, whether that's socially or physically. In your case, Adam, like the volume of training that you do on the weekend or whether someone's going in and punishing their body with bad food and drinking. Uh, and then Sunday is like a day where, you know, you could be distracted by certain things or you just have a day to do whatever. But then Monday you have to perform at your job or whatever. Right. It's cool that Whoop can show you, are you actually ready to perform on Monday? Like what did you do on Sunday to get yourself into a state that I'm ready to take on the week, right? And it's cool that it shows you that. Or does it take me three days to get back into that level? Like, how quick am I to recover back to a, a, a state? Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Let's talk about sleep. Fun yeah. topic about sleep. So sleep tells you the duration of sleep. Uh, it gives you a, a sort of a sleeping coach. It tells you how much sleep you need based on your strain. Because the higher your strain, the higher... We all know sleep helps your body recover. It's one of the best ways to let your body recover. It tells you the stages of sleep. It tells you sleep consistency. When the show was talking about latency. There's a ton of, there's actually a lot of stuff when it comes to sleep, which is really great. Um, what is, maybe Michelle, because I, I feel like you're like the sleep queen in our group. group. <laughs> no. Actually, no, Eddie is the sleep queen, actually. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, but you have live a more normal life than Eddie does. So, um, my, my sleep has been, and tracking has been very, very interesting over since being pregnant. And, uh, I used to be pretty good sleep queen when it comes to, uh, staying asleep. Like as soon as I'm asleep, I would have very, very good, um, efficiency uh is this before you slept with the child beside you that wakes up like six times a night even yes well before i wouldn't even wake up once i would go to bed and then not even go to the bathroom in the middle of night and then wake up to my alarm wow yes then i have a significant other who has a tendency to get up a little bit throughout the night but with the things that i talked about with my um ear plugs and my sleep the sleep noise machine um, I did a pretty good job of um, not not getting woken up too much. Or falling back asleep quick. Yes, yes. Um, but what I've learned recently is about uh, this efficiency. Now being pregnant, I'm also waking up to go to the bathroom. I'm also moving from uh, mm. my sleep's been the only sort of somewhat complaint that I have uh, for this process so far, because um, I'm, my hips are really sore. So I'm going from side to side. I can't uh, sleep too long on each side. So my time in bed is way higher than my actual uh, sleep time. So now I'm running over an hour of awake time, which before like that would be unheard of. It's like at least double my awake time right now um throughout the night than it than it was before that's not that i know for me chad like going from like 25 minutes awake time to over an hour is uh is a lot but isn't that just like a difference of routine like whether or not you go to bed and you're like you go to bed to go to bed 
and you wake up when you wake up, you you don't like snooze, you don't watch TV in bed. Like, is that just a difference of routine? Because if you woke up, or no, no, so this, the- this is like I went to sleep. Time in bed versus time awake. Like I went to sleep at uh, eight. I got up at four, but throughout the whole night, let's say I was awake an hour. Okay, I see. So this is like actually. What are the disturbances like? Like how many disturbances does it give you usually? Uh, ten to twelve, I would say on average. Nothing. I have fifteen to twenty, like every consistently. Yes. You are more like child. Yes. I think maybe. So this is the cool part. So I talked about my uh strain Mm -hmm. from last year to this year, which was a lot lower, but you could see my recovery score was the same. Yep. Only reason is because not only reason but uh if we take a look at my sleep um efficiency i'm uh 95 percent more efficient right now than i was last july 87 percent. wow so that's that's crazy you get 95 percent of the sleep that you need on a on an average basis like on a daily basis more or less yes that's why but that's the only time ta- that's that's only no, wait. So my time, that doesn't make sense. Not efficiency. My uh, time, sorry. My time is 95%, but my efficiency is, is so low. So even though I'm getting 95% um, of mm-hmm. what I actually need for sleep, mm-hmm. my efficiency is bringing that recovery score down to 60%. Gotcha. I see what you're, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yep. That's what you're saying. So, even though I'm straining less, my sleep quality isn't there. And Which that's why it's bringing down my recovery right. to 60%. Which makes sense with the changes you're going through. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But so interesting to see that yeah. all of those numbers sort of align and how it all plays yeah. a factor. Because you think, oh my gosh, like my training is so much better. Why, why the heck am I not... Um, recovering better but there are so many factors so if i if i were to say continue with that 16.1 um my recovery would be so bad and not necessarily what i want to be doing right now in terms of my ultimate goal so whoops definitely but anything in the 90 percentile i would say is a good sleeper yeah i mean you could yeah, that, no, I'm, I I am a good sleeper. Yeah, but I then mean, I guess this is this is the this is the problem though, because not, I guess this is the the mistake that I made by saying that because if you're in the percentile of ninety percent, you get the ninety percent of the sleep you need, which is great. But that's not all. But that this is the assumption because right. people think duration is what you need, but it doesn't matter. Like I'm I'm discontinuing the idea of whether it's deep or staged or or light sleep whatever which then shows up in the recovery score right so that goes back to what you're saying your recovery hasn't changed but your sleep has improved yeah okay gotcha gotcha and i'm assuming because you guys have a pretty regimented sort of schedule is your sort of sleep uh sort of consistency like time in bed and time awake pretty consistent like pretty tight Time in bed and time awake is consistent. Our problem is is the mornings that we get up to coach the 5 a.m. class, 
we go to bed earlier than the the days that we get up later. So mm-hmm. Whoop doesn't like the data or this thought of like three nights a week or two nights a week or three nights a week, you're going to bed at yep. eight o'clock to get up at four o'clock. But then two nights a week, you're going to bed at nine o'clock to get up at five o'clock. And then two other nights a week, you're going to bed at 10 o'clock to get up at six o'clock. The more consistent you are, the better yep. your rhythms are keeping. From my rhythm. sleep, since you called me the sleep queen and you think I have the best sleep even now. <laughs> um, when I look at my monthly performance and weekly performance assessments, when it comes to sleep, uh, the only area that I do need to work on is my consistency. Okay, interesting. Every, everything else uh, is in good good spots, but consistency. I think it's tough when you're waking up early during the week and then mm-hmm. uh, you want to do a little bit on the weekend. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, it makes it a little bit trickier in terms of consistency but you know for the listeners it's it's so important if you can control it to to pick a bedtime and stick with it i think that's the biggest thing for you right chad is you now have the same you're trying to have the same routine on a daily basis during the week yeah uh, the biggest wake-up call for sure and michelle you you preached this really early on with sleep consistency and i just kept saying "Eh, no whatever (laughs) And I just didn't, you know, because it is hard, like going to bed at the same time is not easy because, you know, you have kids, kids are in bed by eight and then you want to do something and maybe you get carried away in a TV show or you get carried away doing something. And then all of a sudden, don't, no matter what, you're waking up the same time the next morning, probably, because if you have a, a weekly routine, it's going to happen. Um, and honestly, I, I have to give all the credit to I guess myself, because I bought my wife a whoop band and she's helped the sleep consistency for sure. But it's crazy actually seeing your partner and even looking at you guys, like the sleep differences between you, Michelle and Adam or me and Christine, she's almost hitting hundred percent sleep all the time. And I'm not. And so like sleep duration is a common thing to talk about, right? Like, Oh, everyone has to get seven hours, eight hours. But then they say, well, it's unique to your, like to yourself, which I think is absolutely true. Um, but understanding that sleep consistency is like by and far so much more valuable than the duration of sleep I get is crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. But what I want to pull out of there, which is uh, something we talk about all the time with fit life is having that sort of support and accountability partner. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you are looking to make some changes, you know, maybe get that nice little Christmas gift for your partner or <laughs> that's right. Or if, you, or if you're on your own, then you're going to have a beautiful night's sleep. But uh, definitely if you do have someone that you do sleep with, um, it helps. It helps if you can get them sort of on the same page or sleep in a different room. We have that too. So yep. Yep. Um, some people like I've, yeah. Do that as well. I'm, I'm, I, I, the first time around in whoop, I was hitting for me to hit 90% of my sleep score was never heard of 80 was awesome. I was pretty much 60 to 70 and now I'm, I'm almost always over 90. I've hit a hundred a lot of times. Um, and my sleep debt and like 
that's the other thing we should talk about too is sleep debt. Like whoop is really cool because I think that was the problem that I had before with my sleep inconsistency and not getting enough sleep is that you actually create debt. So like oftentimes every day I would have an hour plus of sleep debt. So like, how am I supposed to get nine plus hours of sleep? And I'm sure Adam, you probably feel the same way. Like sleep debt. And actually probably for you, it's actually strain and sleep debt because strain equals more time sleeping. Yeah, so I did. If you put in like tomorrow, I want to get by, or tomorrow I want to perform, or it includes your sleep debt, it includes your strain. So I just put in for tomorrow if I want to get up at five a.m. In order to reach that goal, I have to go to bed at eight thirty because it wants me to make up for that yeah. long time. What's your sleep need for tonight? Like, how many? Hour, what does it tell you for hours? Tonight's sleep need eight hours, 45 minutes. Okay. So knowing myself, my time in bed should probably be more like nine hours and yeah. half at least. It's crazy. And I only need seven hours and 39 minutes. What did you put? First? Oh, but I also have a swim tonight, so that could change. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Get a little more strain. <laughs> yeah. So like that, that's, that's one of the cool things I find with sleep is the sleep coach. Um, and just the breakdown of like what my strain is today and how that increased my sleep over time. And then also if I decided to watch a Netflix show last night, how much more sleep do I need to pay for that kind of thing? Right. Like it's, it holds you accountable just by like putting in that context. Like yeah, I beat my body up today. So now I have to sleep. And I mean, sleep is not a bad thing. Like we're talking about sleep, like it's evil, but we all know that sleep isn't easy. Unfortunately, like in our lifestyle now it's, sleep is a hard thing to do especially when you don't have that consistent sort of habit right yeah and i think that's what we've figured out as a group is that sleep quality is way more important than or just as important as quantity so like having a bedtime routine and winding down and relaxing before bed is more important than just hitting the pillow because i have to get eight hours of sleep it's better to wind down recover relax unwind get seven hours of really good quality sleep instead because we have a few people at lp that like get like you know six six and a half seven hours of sleep at most but like really good quality sleep and awesome recovery scores Right, not encouraging less sleep, but encouraging more quality sleep for sure. Yeah. 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 Quality. Yes. And quality sleep indicated by your routine, probably. Right. And like, like your HRV. Stages. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I, and I think one of the things is like, even though the data, like data doesn't lie. And when you first get it, it's like, how am I supposed to change? How would I change this, right? Like, it almost seems like a really uphill battle, but then you realize that you're just forming habits. And then over time, like, like I don't know, do you guys find when you wake up, you kind of already know the color before you even look? I'm, I'm getting better because sometimes if I wake up and I'm, I'm super exhausted, like not exhausted is not the right word. Like, you know, like when a kid wakes up, they're still groggy and they're still like, <laughs> Uh, asleep They're almost still in their deep sleep right like i knew that i was in a deep sleep and i'm actually gonna have a great like that's how i felt today but it was actually a sign that i had a really good deep sleep 
or if I had, if I dreamed a little bit the night before, then I know I was in a really deep sleep. So it's like all these little things that you kind of forget about as an adult that like you're supposed to wake up feeling tired because you're in a deep sleep and you're supposed to have a dream when you get in a deep sleep. And so it's. Adam has too many dreams. Melatonin, baby. Melatonin. I didn't have dreams for probably years because I wasn't even in enough of a deep sleep to do it. I disagree. You've been talking in your sleep for a long long time. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Awesome. Awesome. The Whoop Band. Yeah, I think we dove pretty deep into Whoop. Um, Hopefully there are some people that listen that might uh try it out i think it's i think it's definitely worth worth the investment and i think it's also it's not uh, with anything that we talk about it's not a quick fix for sure like i think you got to really commit to at least a year of it to really build those habits i mean it's changed my i i can already like on what like i don't drink caffeine anymore i make sure i drink lots of water like i don't eat late like i mean i've made habits just based on whoop telling me what's good or what isn't and guys this is coming from a, a person who pretty much tossed this whoop in in the garbage last yeah. time <laughs> like the first little bit when he was using it because he was so rattled so, so um, if you do um end up getting a whoop in give it some time don't analyze over over analyze too much at the start and just sort of build those habits as you go don't be too analytical for I'm sure that, but <laughs> no that's true good disclaimer that's good advice <laughs> and what's the deal if you want your first month free they just have to ask us and we can refer a friend yeah that's right that's the deal that's right Make sure you ask 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 me ask, <laughs> ask michelle or adam i'll be fair uh but yeah you get a little bit of discount so nice little referral in there but it is a six-month commitment to start because you yeah. wrap with it but I think six or three, is it six? These guys, right now? I think you guys okay. already talked about it, but like you need six months to just live with it and have it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the first month is like, just let it happen. It's figuring out your just, let it, yeah. just let it happen. Yeah. Just let it ride, baby. Just let <laughs> it ride. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Chad. Cool. Thanks guys. This was fun. And if anyone has any questions or wants to like see the app or, um, just yeah, see the data. Yeah. yeah, we'll try to maybe post some pics on our socials and stuff. Pictures, yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah. It's been a fun chat. Thanks, Chad. Chad. All right. See you. Bye, everybody. Bye.